Blog Talk Radio. understand what I'm talking about. So 
Yeah, just, you know, take care of your babies, you know. You got to make sure these young people know that there's someone out here that cares about them. You know, and some of the adults, too, you know, just won't limit it to the babies. You know, some adults, you know, since coming into this community, you know, I've been a non-believer for a long time, but wasn't extremely vocal in the public about it. You know, friends and family, they knew how I felt. But, you know, talking with a bunch of other people, you know, I would go on different blogs and talk about different things, but when Facebook opened up and we all started finding each other, it just opened up a new world, if you will. You know, started finding new people and networking, and it's just it's been absolutely phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I just think that we need to support one another and get out here. For those who participated in the Day of Solidarity for Black Nonbelievers, you know, we appreciate you. And, again, that was open to everybody, you know, um, it's just it's a bunch of people out there. There were businesses out there. Yeah, don't forget Compass 120, you know, great business. But, you know, we have different a bunch of different businesses out there. We need to start networking and promoting these things a little bit more so that we can find each other just across the board. I mean, I, I like Evolve Fish as well. You know, that's where I buy a lot of my trinkets and things like that. So, you know, a lot of different businesses out there. But... You know, I'm going to read you all a note that was online. Someone tagged me so that I can come and see this. And if this person is listening to the show because I invited them to listen to the show, honey, you're not alone. You're not alone. We're growing. We are growing. And, you know, the statistics are proving, you know, Pew Research and you have um, um, a bunch of different research, Barna, and, you know, different places out there that are letting you know that we're growing. Um, NPR did a whole series on nuns and non-believers. But let me read this to you. And this was something that was sent in anonymously to someone, and it reads as follows. I have nothing going for me. My girlfriend dumped me because I finally decided to be me and tell my friend who I thought was accepting that I was atheist. He, in turn, took it upon himself to reveal it to my girlfriend. They were shocked, appalled, and compared me to a Satanist. And like I said, she packed her stuff and walked out on me and hasn't looked back or even bothered to see if I'm okay. I have yet to tell my highly religious parents yet, but sooner or later they will find out. Should I just get the inevitable over with and just kill myself? I lost my friends, the love of my life, and I've never felt so bad and alone. Guys, this is why, you know, I say to you that it's important how we talk to people and how we portray people and how we get out there and, you know, just try to encourage and motivate one another And to that young person, I would just say, honey, you're not alone. You know, we're here. You know, it's a big family of us. And I invited that person to inbox me or any of us. And we will find people in your area that we can refer you to. And, you know, whether it's for counseling services or whether it's just an outreach group so that you can see and meet some like-minded people, you know. So if you're out there, honey, you know, just reach out, definitely reach out, and, you know, we'll go from there. You know, what's interesting is I responded to 
um, this person's um, appeal, and my response was deleted, you know, which is interesting. You know, it was deleted, and, you know, I just found the whole thing interesting, but if they were able to see that and to call in, you know, we welcome you. We definitely welcome you, and you're not alone out here. So, you know, with that being said, you know, um, again, like I said, you know, just want to let him know that him or her, I'm not sure what the sex of the person was, but we're here. We're a big family of people, and we're growing, and we definitely um, would urge you to not hurt yourself, not harm yourself, you know. If it was meant for you and that young lady or to be together, you know, maybe you all can talk it out. And that's what I would say. Just try to talk it out and go from there. And looking at some of the responses and, their, you know, responses like, you need Jesus. And, if you know, another response, if they were true Christians, they wouldn't be judging you. And, you know, telling this person to reconsider Jesus. You know, this is not the first time I've heard things, you know, like this. And, you know, we've some of us have had this said to us. You know, the whole thing, like I said, you know, I feel bad for the young person. And there were quite a few responses that were deleted, but in particular, I know I see mine is gone. But, you know, I wish you well, dear. I definitely wish you well. So, guys, that's why I feel that it's extremely important how we talk to these people, you know, just in general, you know, in particular some believers that may be on the fence, if you will. They aren't sure whether they want to declare themselves a non-believer or if they just want to go along to get along. And this is why it's important that we create a community that's welcoming that's inclusive, you know, and again, this transcends, you know, socioeconomic status, you know, race, you know, ethnicity, you know, none of that matters. None of that really matters in the big picture. But, again, you know, you have different people out here. You have people who call themselves dissatisfied believers, you know, people who are attending church but don't know what to call themselves. Um, there were a couple of members of Black Nonbelievers of Chicago that basically, you know, had someone tell them that they were an atheist. You know, they didn't want to embrace the term. They just felt that they were believers that had some questions and just looked at things in a more philosophical sense. And, I mean, if that's how you want to view yourself and that's what you want to call yourself, that's fine. No one is arguing with that. You know, we just, you know, implore you to continue to use your critical thinking skills, not only in regards to religion, but in every area of your life. I mean, even with this here, you know, many of us are skeptical about skepticism. So (laughs) it's okay. It's okay. You know, question everything. And that's why we encourage you guys to go out. Anything that we say to you, please go and research it. And if I'm wrong about something inbox, let me know. I've been wrong before, and I've stood corrected, and I have no problems doing that. So, hey, like I said, those of you out there that may have some issues or 
you know, maybe doubting or have questions, you know, the information is on the profile page. Feel free to reach out. Definitely, you know, we're not going to bite you, you know, unless you're into that type of thing. But, you know, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, William. No, yeah, I'll, I'll do the biting. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for that. <laughs> oh, you like biting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why not? You, you, you're just another mammal. I'll put some ketchup on it. it it'll be fine. <laughs> okay, Kim, didn't we just say that we didn't need to We need to be careful about how we talk to people? We're going to scare a lot of folks off. <laughs> people like biting. I'm just saying. Hey, I'm just saying. (laughs) No, um, I was going to say, you know, I think it's, you know, it's interesting. And it's like um, one thing that I've sort of noticed um, since, you know, since I came out as an atheist, um, I didn't really um, recognize this in my grandmother. My grandmother for years was an agnostic, you know. She... Mm -hmm for years had problems with, you know, Jesus or whatever. When I was younger, she had no problems. She had no problem getting me up at the butt crack of dawn to be at church at 7.30 in the morning, you know what I mean, on the other side of town, you know what I mean? You know, she had no problem doing that when I was a kid. But, like, you know, since I've been older, you know, she kind of drifted away from that. But I did notice, I did notice that since my aunt passed away, she's been – She's been relying on a lot of that past religiosity, which is really interesting to me because I've never heard – I haven't heard my grandmother speak like that since I was, like, a, a really young teenager. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like all of a sudden it's like she needed that to kind of help her get through, you know, the loss of her daughter, you know? And right. then, you know, the, another thing I noticed – um, and I mean, and I don't begrudge her that because I know that she, you know, she was very close to my aunt, and you know, we all were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it was, it was, it's been hard for her to get, to get through that. But I thought that was really interesting because my grand, because my grandparents don't really talk about it a lot. Um, you know, their their beliefs. My grandfather seems to have always been like a real believer, but didn't feel like he needed to go to church. You know, my mom though I thought is 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 really the most interesting one to me because. My mom was the one that when I said I stopped believing in Christianity as, at 17 was like, you know, oh, my God, come back to the church, you know, come back to Jesus. I wouldn't want you to go to hell, you know what I mean, and all this type of stuff. And now, like, you know, years later, she's like, you know, I'm really proud of you that you can think for yourself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, she, and, she's not, and she's no longer, you know, it, it kind of gave her – Courage to question things for herself. Now she's not an atheist, but she has different views on religion than what I I came up with. You know, my mom wasn't heavy; she wasn't real heavy on the religion anyway. But it was always kind of the thing, like you know, you should pray, you know, you should ask God, you know, what to do, blah 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 blah. But it was it wasn't like some households like. It wasn't like when I got the beating. It's like, yeah, you better, you better pray to my Lord. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you can just beat him because you lied to me. <laughs> you can just beat him because you sinned. You can just beat him because you lied to me. And I wasn't really beaten that often. That was another thing that was different. Like I wasn't. I can really count on one hand the number of times I was beaten as a child. 
you know, right. and it was mainly because my my mother didn't really subscribe to exactly. physical punishment. But but there were but the one thing about one thing about my mom like lying is like that thing that sends her over the moon like whatever else you did you know what I mean if you if you compounded that with a lie that was it oh yeah oh yeah it's, so, it's funny that you yeah. talk about the beating thing I think I've only yeah. had three beatings you know as a child you know like three yeah and um, some yeah. of my religious friends they say well that's my problem my mom should have beat me more and I'd probably right. still be in church and I'm like what kind of thing, <laughs> what kind of thing that is that I got Mario on the line he didn't offer none of us any of grandma's biscuits you know so but, oh. <laughs> A word? That's and how you feel, it, Mario? Mm-hmm. It was great, man. I, I love I all share my grandma's biscuits. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I can offer them. I can put on more than one hand on the gotta Sharing is gotta, caring, Mario. I just want to let you know that. Sharing I believe you. I believe you. Okay. I believe you. Well, you don't care for none of us. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we don't get his grandma's recipe, so when we open up our atheist church, we can offer people biscuits, biscuits and wine. How about that? Real wine. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can I can count on more than one, I can count on more than one hand how many times I got with them, but you know I can't say that sometimes I didn't deserve it. And sometimes when you think about it, like yeah, that ass, what I did to earn that ass with me, it was so awesome that it was worth. Jeez, Ryan, what kind of kid were you? Well, I, I was generally a good kid, but every now and then you got, you know, as kids you do something really stupid that you weren't supposed to do. And it's um, like because you're a kid, you feel like, well, what's the worst can, that can happen? Yeah. You know, but the parents that are raising you have already done a lot of this stuff before, so they already know that, you know, your little effort to conceal whatever you did, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the whole thing, like I said, you know, um, we all have a story that we can share. And, all right, who's going through a wind tunnel here? Um, we all I don't know who's going stories. through a wind tunnel. <laughs> but, no, I've heard of Raina's mom. Raina's mom is awesome, guys. Her mom, her mom is a trip. She's awesome. <laughs> she is a trip. She is a trip. I love my mama, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, so, guys, you know, just in a nutshell, atheist means just a simplified definition is no belief in God, non-belief in God or a deity, of, you know, whether you serve um, several gods. So, you know, if you're polytheistic, you know, we don't believe in none of them. Right. And that's basically what an atheist is. And I posted a link in the chat room. I'm going to go ahead and put it on my Facebook page and tumble it out. But it's a category on Wikipedia that lists all the different types of atheists that are out there. They have um, a category for agnostics um, and other types of believers, but or non-believers. But again, you know, you have atheists, but you have agnostic atheists as well. You know, um, there are a lot of different categories out here. Um, 
you know, you have humanists, you know. But with the term humanist, basically you have secular humanists, you have Christian humanists, so that's why I say it's important for you all to research these terms. And so basically for humanists, a secular humanist is the philosophy or lifespan secular humanist, humanism, um, also known as just humanism. Okay, i got to put somebody. Um, there you go, humanism. And basically it embraces human reason, ethics, social justice, and philosophical naturalism while uh, specifically rejecting religious dogma, supernaturalism, pseudoscience or superstitions as the basis of morality and decision-making. So you have that out there. You know, um, you have free thought. And free thought is a philosophical viewpoint that holds opinions should be formed on basis of logic, reasoning, and empiricism and not authority, tradition, or other dogmas. The cognitive application of free thought is known as free thinking, and practitioners of free thought are known as free thinkers. Okay, so you have, you know, that, and you have anti-theists. And anti-theism is active opposition to theism. The term has had a range of applications in secular contexts, and it typically refers to direct opposition to organized religion or to the belief in any deity, while in a theistic context, it sometimes refers to opposition to a specific god or god. So right there, I'm going to put a, a, a little check right here because I want you to understand the difference between an atheist and an anti-theist. Because there's, you know, you know, the best way to put it is some of the people that we see out here, um, and you'll see them railing against different, you know, religions or what have you, and very adamant and dogmatic about it. Many of those people are anti-theists, you know, and they still embrace the atheist, you know, definition, but they're anti-theists because they are actively. Um, against religion and opposing religion. So, again, you know, I want people to get familiar with the terminology. I think we have Deborah on the line with us here. Yes, how y'all doing today? Hey, Deborah, how are you? I was reading, I'm fine, I was reading just the other day what you were just talking about, anti-theism. Um, mm-hmm. What the guy named Degrassi? Yeah, Neil Tyson DeGrasse, right. He he had a video, right, and he said he didn't want to be called an atheist. And uh, it, it sounds, that's, that sounds like that's what he is, anti... Uh, Anti-theist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there you know there are a lot of different people out here. People call themselves different things. Um, and the reason we're growing. You know, I've released, you know, I've posted on my Facebook page a lot of different um, studies that have been out regarding, you know, the community and the growing or the growth of the nuns and non-believers and atheists. These communities are definitely growing. People embrace different, you know, um, categories, if you will. Some people call themselves non-believers. Some people call themselves agnostics. Some people call themselves agnostic. You know, maybe I should um, define that for you guys shortly. Okay. Um, just before you do that, 
I just wanted to say, um, actually, Neil deGrasse Tyson identifies himself as an agnostic. If he has to put a label on it at all, and he genuinely, I think, doesn't want to label himself. He doesn't, he usually says he doesn't really care about that sort of question, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but he's not, he's definitely not an anti-theist, definitely does not identify as an atheist, okay. so. So, you know, when people ask me, people ask me often, what am I, you know? And I guess, I, you know, I, I generally say atheist because to me, that's, to me it's the shortest distance between two points. Get straight to the point. I don't believe it. Forget it. But um, I, I guess if I were to put a finer, finer point on it, I would say agnostic atheist. And I was trying to explain that to a friend of mine who was trying to use that as a basis for how I'm wrong. Either you one or you other. You can't beat both of them. I'm like, look. Basically, what I'm saying is, I don't know and I can't prove it, just like you can't. So don't sit up there and throw up a victory sign because I just said that. But I'm also saying I don't believe it. And even if you prove, even if you had proof of one, I wouldn't worship them anyway. So right. you know. So but know you know, when I... you say I can't prove it, they like ah, see, ha ha ha. Yeah, well, can you prove it then? Smart ass, you can't, can you? All right, then. We're in the same boat. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what I am. All I know is that I, I just want to know the truth. You know what I'm saying? I go after the truth. Right. As simple as that. There you, you go. There you go. Who says you have to have a title or a label? Yeah. You know, I shun labels in a lot of different areas of my life, you know, but let me go ahead and define agnosticism. Agnosticism or ichthyism is the theological position that every other theological position, including agnosticism and atheism, assumes too much about the concept of God and many other theological concepts. So, like I said, you have these, you know, different categories out here. Um, you, have, you, it's, you know, I personally tire of the arguments that I see of agnostic versus agnostic. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. agnostic versus atheist, I'm sorry. And, you know, I've seen the different, look, you all have, somebody may be an agnostic, somebody may be an atheist. I personally don't understand where the fight comes in. But, again, you know, we're trying to appeal to people to let them know that it's okay to not believe. And with some people, it takes time to figure out where they are. Again, like I said, I've had a pastor admit to me that he knows that he has atheists sitting in his pulpit. And some go to church out of tradition. Some don't even know what to call themselves. There's this UU church that I am contemplating on visiting. Well, not contemplating. I'm actually going to go visit this church. And the pastor is an atheist. And I actually just want to sit down and talk with him and kind of get a better understanding um, if there's any cognitive dissonance there, how does he reconcile it, um, where he's coming from? So I'm just kind of curious to see how he deals with that um, because his his members told me that he was an atheist, so I have not had the opportunity to speak with him, but he's actually the pastor of the UU church, and I believe it will be a fascinating conversation. You know, I just I have a lot of curiosities. I have a lot of questions. I'm just kind of interested in you know, what he has to say. But, yeah, there are a lot of us out there. These communities are growing, and, you know, we just encourage people to, 
you know, be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. We have a caller on the line. Let's go ahead and pick it up. Caller 111. Are you there? Yes. How are you, how you ladies doing today? Good, sir. How are you? And gentlemen, we have Pretty ladies good. and gentlemen on the phone. Yes, sir. Right. My name is Michael. And, and, and it's a great topic, you guys. Are I'm, having I'm okay, today. by the way. I'm okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Fine. Great topic. Well, see, uh, how I look at this. Um, see, no one can look at me and call me something and define me. How dare I? I I'm not going to take ownership of you pointing at me and calling me something and defining me. I define myself. Now, I, I listen to you guys, and you're giving definitions, but these words have no meaning, ma'am. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I like to talk to people, and I like to stay with the facts, because we always say we want to try to find out truth, but there's really no truth. Nothing is really, you can really say is, is constant, but what we have is factual information. See, when so we wait a minute, the so word, if there is no truth, how are there facts? Well, well, well. See, when see, well, when see, well, when people say there's truth, that means that something always stays the same. It's absolute. It's truth. But facts, facts are facts. But facts can change over time. See, when someone says something is the truth, they're implying that something yeah. always stays the yeah. same. That is not what and that means. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, I can't ride with you me? on that one, man. Uh-uh. Well, I, I, I'll listen. I'll. Okay, I'll listen. Okay, I'll listen to you and to see what you don't understand. I'm, I'm listening. Okay, I'm I'm telling you what that there's that the definition of truth. For for example, it was true at one time that there were not mammals on the planet. It was true that the, the that the that the top of the the top animal on the food chain were dinosaurs. That was also true. true that Pluto was a planet. Whoa, 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 See, you think truth can change over time. Nobody said no. there is nothing anywhere that says the truth cannot change. Exactly. No, no. Right. Well, when you said the dinosaurs, see, there's a different type of science. There's factual science and there's theoretical science. When you said that they were the top, that's theoretical. I understand we no, have the bones, but I don't. It is, man. No, 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 it no, is not. You don't understand what is meant by the term no, no, theory in you, science if you say I do, that, ma'am, sir. Ma'am, 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 can I? I do. Okay, I, I can. I, see, I, you, know, you obviously don't. That's why I'm interrupting you because a theory myself? in okay, science I'll... is not merely conjecture. A theory in science is a framework for understanding evidence. You clearly do not have that definition, and so you I cannot do, ma'am, make predictions. Like, no, you do not, because if okay, you did, you, might, you, you might know that. Ma'am, okay, okay. Since you're smarter than me, what is the difference between a fact and a theory? I didn't say theory? I was smarter than you. Okay, but you I just said, said that I you didn't were know wrong nothing. on that point. I'm not, and I can prove it to you. There's a yes. difference between okay, factual. Then. Okay, hold on, listen. There's a difference between fact and there's a difference between theory. They're two different. No, there's not. Fact, it is. Oh, ma'am, ma'am, there, ma'am. No, fact because you're making a cutting me off, man. You keep cutting me off, and you're never letting me explain. Okay, since you're right, you can hang up on me anytime. 
Man, man, you can. This is your show. You can hang on me on me at any time, and you have more time than I have. Can I just take a couple of minutes and explain myself? And you can it's hang up on me. It's not my show, actually. Talk. It's Kim's show. But exactly. So I, I have limited the time of talking. What I'm saying is, there's a difference between factual information that we can measure, that we can actually see, we can record it. There's a time, there's a date in Pacific that we can record. And it's I'm time. telling you that you're. Now, I'm you, telling you that the definitions are wrong. Because I am a scientist. Okay, but now you just cut me off. Won't you let me finish? <laughs> because you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> That's well, what okay. you stop saying. How you, oh, you say you're a scientist, and you're not letting me um, come to th- and, uh, to show my experiment. You're cutting me off before I let you because know the evidence. Because you're not you, conducting what, an experiment. You're, you're, you're making false statements. All right. All I right. Pro- How about this? Ma'am, you're How cutting me this? off, ma'am. Um, Can again, I please explain hey. myself? Again. See, ma'am, you're no, showing your that. Explanation right. based on false information. Uh, all right, guys. I'm the, you know, I had to put him on hold. You know, you have to let me talk. And we're going to go ahead, you know, he's saying that truth is not necessarily fact. Let's let him make his point, and then we'll make ours. Are you there, 111? Yes, ma'am. How are you guys? I, I didn't do I was just trying to bring my conversation, uh, to bring my opinions into the conversation. I'm not trying to debate with you guys. This is what I'm saying. There's no, no, I understand, really... but, okay, but again, I want you to make a point. Because you're talking about the different categories, and you're saying there's no necessary, you know, that we can't define these different categories, and then you delve off into the fact or into that truth is not fact. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, ma'am, listen listen for a minute, ma'am, okay? Only thing I want to say is this. There's a different, okay, we, we have two realities, right? Okay, we had a reality of nature and reality of thought. The chair I'm sitting in is a reality of thought. It comes from someone came of it. But nature, things that can grow the trees and stuff like that, okay? That's factual information. This chair is a factual information. But I understand when you say the theories of the dinosaur, I understand we have facts that we can see the skeletons, but how they died or uh, when they came about is theory because no one can actually go back in time and we actually can't see actually how it happened. It's a theory. That's why okay. a theory, okay. oh, listen, listen, a theory, does, oh, you cut me off. Okay, theory is just like religion, ma'am. It's the same thing as a religion, ma'am. It's theology. It's not the same thing as a religion. It is, ma'am, ma'am. You and, cannot no, and because we've no already been, because I've already ma'am, demonstrated that you have a, you have a very, you, you don't have a very good grasp of def- definitions. You're wow. not going to sit here and tell me that theories are the same thing as religion. They're not because a scientific is. theory is not mere conjecture. It is not. A theory is is based on facts. It is why? based on observable but why information. Why isn't it a fact, though? Why isn't it a fact? It's, it's not proven. Why isn't no, it a it fact? No, it is. Well, no, no, no. Thank it you, is a fact. There you go. There you go. But facts. Excuse me. But listen, facts excuse me, are sir. proven. Excuse me. It is a fact that we have that we have fossil we have fossil remnants of meteors. It is a fact that there were several ice ages. These are facts. Now, how how what decimated? the majority of the population of dinosaurs that once walked the earth is a matter of is a matter of theoretical uh, argument 
but the right, but, theoretical but, uh, but, arguments, wait a second, wait a second. The theoretical arguments are based on facts. Those are not mere conjecture. So there are many, there are many incidents that led to the extinction of dinosaurs. And that is what can be verified by science. Now, the, what you're talking about in terms of religion, that, is, that does not oh, have oh. the same validity as, as, as science. It just doesn't. When you use the word verification, you don't know the meaning of verification. When you verification, you have I, factual information, and you cannot I, verify Ice Age. That's a theory. Yes, we can. Okay? Uh, we can verify Ice Age. Have you ever heard of Ice Age? Have you ever heard of You know, a, a, 
and and that is a type of reality, but that is not objective reality. And right. An objective re an objective reality is is obviously um, trumps your subjective reality. And so, although you know our subjective reality impairs our ability to see objective reality completely, there are ways to get around that. And one of those ways is science, or really the only way that we know of is science. Right. So. At this point, you know that's that's the best guide that we have. So all of this about, <laughs> you know, we have the nature and the thought. No, our our brain comes from nature. Our brain comes from nature. The thought right. is a is a per, is a is a is a um, perception. But everything that we have, like all of the subjective, comes from the objective. All mm-hmm. of this came from somewhere. They're not completely separate. One generated the other. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I believe where some of where the young man was coming from, as well as other people that I've, you know, talked to, is some of what they're talking about is new age, um, that new thought um, in spirituality or what have you. And, you know, they're getting closer Closer and closer, and I can understand why they have some questions, but, you know, I would encourage you guys to go out and look up theory or theory versus practical. Look up um, the definition of a fact or what exactly is a fact. The difference between religion and science in in the practical sense um, in regards to what we're talking about is that when science is proven wrong, science rejoices. Right. When religion is proven yeah. wrong, it's like they turn back to the dark ages. So that's the difference between the two. And look at and look at the and look at the amount of knowledge generated by, you know, each discipline. You know what I mean? Science as a discipline has generated much more in terms of knowledge than than religion ever could hope to generate. Exactly. We actually did. I um actually did a uh a paper in um in school um psychology on whether or not facts and truth actually change and everything and one of one of the things that um struck out cuz it was a question I had had never really considered myself but when we were talking about like say like when we were coming up when we were coming up and we was in school it was a fact that there were nine planets now there mm-hmm. are eight you know what I'm saying so yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and to an, and, right, and and to a degree, and 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 it and it changes because, and and this is this is the benefit of science is that our our understanding evolves. You know what right. I mean? So so even even though within physics and, and and or in the astronomy community, Pluto was already known not to be a planet among right. astronomers for you know several several decades. You know what I mean? Before you know, it was brought up in the public sphere. But the reason that the reason why is more of a sociological reason than any sort of scientific one. You know, right. scientists were sort of settling on on definitions regarding what a planet was. You know what I mean? Versus you know versus what you know an asteroid or you know an other sort of um, you know space. You know, I forget what they, what they call it. Extra extraplanetary body or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? They were settling those definitions 
And so the more data came in about what sort of planets were out there and, you know, what sort of atmospheres there were and, you know, how much of an atmosphere qualifies as an atmosphere, you know what I mean? And all of that stuff was being put together. You know, there was a time where they were looking at Pluto and said, oh, that totally meets the definition. It was like, wait, wait, oh, wait. You know, it doesn't, you know? And that's the benefit of of science is that we can kind of, you know, grow. And as we grow and we enhance our knowledge, we can, you know, learn these new things and add these new things to our, you know, to our, uh, our body of knowledge that we didn't necessarily have before. But, like, with religion, if something contradicts it, you're forced to either ignore it right, pretend it doesn't exist, or you have to figure out some way to put it into a text where it never was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, You know, know, we we was even, I was, we were, the one thing I love about science is how it, you know, it continually changes and amazes itself. Like, when I'm reading about the space probes, Voyager 1 and 2, and how they were not supposed to last as long, and now they're amazed that Voyager 1 and 2 have left the solar system and are still transmitting information. They yeah. finally left the solar system and are still sending back information. I mean, that, yeah. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, Brooks brought up a point in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Basically, he said that, you know, what was what the gentleman missed is there's a difference between scientific theory and just regular plane theory. And right, and that's what know. I was saying about the difference between conjecture and a scientific theory. You know, in everyday everyday colloquialism, you know, a theory is just something that you make up. You know, like, I have a theory about who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you know, as much as, as much as I'd like it to be my home team, you know what I mean? You know, and, and I, ha- I might have a theory about how that goes down, you know, um, the you know that's just conjecture. I don't have any data. You know what I mean? Right. Is it kind of messed up exactly. that three cent? Is it kind of messed up that about three, four sentences into his rant that I was already going, ah, snap, he about to step right off. You know, you know, Mario. <laughs> like I was sitting there, I was sitting there doing the same thing. I was like, ah, oh, snap, here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know what? But you know why you do that now, Mario? It's because it's because you recognize it. Because it's because it's something you go through it. Because either you used to do it yourself, or when you were a believer, or whatever, or, or when you were coming out of belief, you encountered it so much that now yeah. you can recognize people. You, like I, I do the same thing. Like I know I know it infuriates other people to no end because they're like. You know, oh, you just think you know everything. You just know about me. It's like, no, I, I have been around enough to kind of recognize certain signs, and I knew exactly where you were going with that. That's why I stopped you. You know, right? <laughs> but right see, I'm gonna right. tell you this though. I've come mm-hmm. up with people in, in, in my travels and everything, and even now on Facebook. Every time I look around, I encounter somebody with some type of different metaphysical or supernatural belief. I got people who put stones in their own vagina because it says energy on it, and that's supposed to give them energy. I got people who believe, sincerely believe, that there are vibrations and energies transmitted between human beings that affect everybody. I mean, I guess, you know, Hitler was one hell of a tuning for it. You know, you got people who believe, you know, well, 
your body is this, and your energy is that, and your soul is that, and your consciousness is that, and your third eye, your astral plane, and all chakras oh, and all that. It, 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 I'm like, do you people just reach into a goodie bag and just pull out, hey, this is bullshit right here. I guess it's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, see, and that's what's good about having this show and, you know, us coming out and being out and open and honest with people is that we can give them the information. They can go and research it. And that's why we encourage you guys to go research Research it and prove us wrong and bring it to us. You know, I've been involved in, you know, some inboxes going back and forth for, you know, longer than I would like to entertain a conversation, but going back and forth and, you know, talking about these different things, um, again, you know, with that energy, you know, that's a whole show by itself, you know, talking about energy and the chakras and all of that. You know, what I say is if you walk into a room and you look at someone and you think you're picking up negative energy, if you will, that person is probably agitated. Instead of telling them that they're, you know, you know, giving off negative energy, why don't you just ask them what's wrong and if you can help them? Yeah, exactly. And Kim, you know what the other thing that I think that that kind of um, that to me sort of is bothersome about all of this, you know, they've got negative energy crap, is that I feel like it really takes away, in a sense, the sort of abilities that human beings have because of their brains. Like, we have an ability because we have, you know, we have mirror neurons and we have, you know, the ability to empathize with other people. You know, we can see, you know, when someone is agitated. And even if we're not thinking about that person, you know what I mean? We don't have right. to consciously be involved in it. We can pick up on what that person is, is sort of feeling or we can put exactly. ourselves in that place and sort of think, okay, there's something going on there. Right. Even though I'm talking to John. That's right. You know what I mean? I'm focused on John. I'm looking at John. I'm I'm engaged with John, but I know that Mary is over here crying and that she's sad. You know what I mean? It's not an energy per se. It's just we are, we're very gifted because we're social animals. We kind of have to know what's going on with the pack. You know what I mean? Exactly. And we're and exactly. we are able to pick on what's pick out what's going on with the pack even when we're not paying attention to everyone in the pack. You know, right. exactly. our, our attention's diverted. You know? Uh, I think we need to do a show on compassion and empathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some people don't know what it is, apparently yeah. with some of the behavior that I've seen. You know, um, compassion and empathy. We actually have a caller here. I'm going to bring them onto the line. Area code 614. May we ask who's calling? Yeah, this is Nate out of Columbus. How y'all doing today? Right. Hey, Nate. Hey, hey. I'm doing quite well. Raina, I just tuned Hi. in. I heard you hollering at somebody. I just want to say I love you. I heard you hollering, and I was I was just like, who the heck is Raina going off on? And I'm just, you know, I'm in the chat, and I'm listening to all this. I'm like, Raina only goes off because she has a very good reason. And I'm just like, wow, what is going on here? And I'm just listening so intently, and I'm like, oh, I see what's going on. Okay, Raina. Yeah, Raina, I so thoroughly enjoyed your point that you were making. All right? Thank you, Um, hon. Because, uh, 
I, of the scientific mind that I can be when that nerd part of me comes out that I so enjoy. Uh, I do like getting into. I, I like my. I like it when my mind can wrap around something, especially when it comes to physics, quantum physics, be it astronomy, be it anything like that. Um, one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why I became a non-believer, is because of science. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest things for me was the creation story out of Genesis. And when when we read it, we are told that the earth came first and then the sun came. But we know for a certainty that that is not so. That is fundamentally impossible for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Our star must come first, and it goes through that accretion process or the whole process to make up a solar system is called accretion, if I am correct. Right. Rain, of course, please correct sure. me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, no, accretion is correct. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and then, you know, and I just want to add this one little point in there. And there is yeah. there there is uh, there was a study or a story that came out about a week or a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago, where they had actually found around some, some solar systems um, that were accreting, that there were sort of the building blocks of life. There was RNA in space, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I saw that, and I was, I was, I forget if I learned about that, if I saw it in one of my feeds on Facebook, or if I was reading something. But I remember learning about that and jumping up and down because that's profound. That is mm-hmm. profound. I, I think that is a significant point uh, in our history when we when we observe that. Also, there was something I know I posted it on my uh, Facebook page, and that is you, we may have a glimpse, possibly the first glimpse of planets actually forming. Uh, and, and I forget how far, I forget how many light years away that was, but I remember thinking about how profound that is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the gentleman that was arguing with Urena, uh, I do hope, I sincerely hope that he does his homework instead of basing his argument from the, uh, from what I think is an egotistical standpoint, it's like he took a couple science classes and then that's it. He left it at that. It's like, no, sir, please, read some books, talk to people. I know here in my hometown I have the great uh, uh, enjoyment of being able to go on campus at Ohio State and talk to, to the different physicists, the different ast- uh, astronomers and so forth, and we have um, – a uh, telescope uh, north of here in Delaware, Ohio. I haven't been able to go there yet, but uh, I'm going to make it a point to go there this summer. And I really do enjoy the conversation. I really do enjoy learning. Um, I think physics is nature at its artistic best. And yeah. I and I, I think it was just an incredible thing. Uh, Albert Einstein developed this theory of not just general relativity, but special relativity as well. Um, when you think of the quantum world and how it just defines all our perceived mm-hmm. logic and so forth, when it comes to super superpositioning or um, or um, uh, diagram, I'm sorting all my thoughts out here as I speak. Not just superpositioning, but uh, duality, um, the law of entanglement. Uh, so forth and so on. I, I think that's really some cool stuff. Uh, I wish I could be alive in the next 100, 200 years to see just how far we have come along in our understanding 
because heck, when we look at where humanity's understanding was 100 to 200 years ago, it, from the gauge ourselves, we've had we have come a long way. Yeah. Uh, from of course, from a universal standpoint, we have so much more to learn. Yeah. But it is it is going to be a real joy to learn. I view it as a as the great challenge that humanity has, and hopefully we can humanity at some point in its future will put the childish stories of their different holy books to the side and understand these are metaphors. And I forget who it was. Somebody was pointing out how we run with people and they get into this metaphysics, the mysticism, and so forth. I had someone once tell me that black people were made out of ether nine. I was like, huh? Do you even know what ether is? Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it just, and then there was another uh, discussion I was in. And you know what? It just shows. It just goes to show you too, like part of part of how these sorts of things sort of come about is because we have a broken education system. You know what I mean? Right. And with well, the right. same people who talk about things like nine nine ether, you know, it's um, they also believe in like. Luminiferous ether, and you know, um, I forget what the other thing was. Um, it's a I, I, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll say it, but it's, it's uh, you know, they believe in all types of things. Like, um, I'm blanking today, what is going on with me? Like, you know, reading the bumps on people's heads, like phrenology, you know what I mean, and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's it's really sad, and they really think this stuff is like scientific. You know, exactly. And it's been when it was disproven a long, long time ago. So it just shows you like how, how you know, um, how how fractured our education system is. That these people are left behind and they have no tools to kind of figure out what these, you know, what's true and what's untrue. Oh yeah, but that's why it's important, and that's why I'm glad that you know that was brought up. Because, again, as you become more knowledgeable, you learn a little bit more science and get a better understanding of the universe and how the universe works, your body, how your brain works. You know, for those of you who aren't familiar, Raina is a neuroscientist, okay? So she is a real neuroscientist. So, you know, um, having these shows and letting you all know that it's okay not to believe, there are a lot of questions that we actually can answer. And if we don't have answer, we'll refer you to someone else. But, you know, again, when you start learning information like this, you know, like um, Nate said, you know, as he began to get a better understanding of science, you know, he started walking away from his belief because it just put everything in a proper perspective. And he's right. How can you create an earth with no sun? How can you put vegetation on an earth with no sun? You know, that just basically, you know what, this avows photosynthesis. How is that? You can get further than that when people are talking about, like, how he created the the sun and stars about the same time, which is impossible because, like, the nearest nearest star took about 2.5 million years for its light to get to us. There's no no way he could have created them at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's right. If he did. That's exactly right. I mean, these are very fundamental principles that some people just can't seem to get a grasp on. I do feel and I'm always advocating scientific literacy. It is so yeah. incredibly important. 
And usually, and if I can remember the three points as to reason, my reasons why, and what I'm always, quote, preaching to people, it's important to have become scientifically literate. It's one, so that we don't get fooled. Number two, mm-hmm. so that we don't fool ourselves. Right. Uh, number three, so that we can see the opportunities that this knowledge and discoveries can present to us. And not just for us ourselves, but also there are economic ones as well. And we should be able to position ourselves in a way to take advantage of that. But it's so sad, especially with black folks, when they believe anything and everything that some wacko put on a website or they saw on YouTube. I'm just like, you folks, you want to talk about all the time about becoming better people, we should... Uh, do this and do that because we're all behind. We, we we believed in their Jesus Christ, so forth and so on. But yet, many of these same people are the ones talking about the penile gland and the third eye and all this other nonsense. It's just like, <laughs> hey, yeah. please, please. There was somebody last summer, a buddy of mine that lives here in Columbus, he was telling me that muscle tissue can turn into fat tissue. And I said, oh, no, yeah, I explained to him why that is not so. That man wanted to argue with me and argue with me and argue with me. And I'm just like, I had to, of course, I was going at him as fiercely as Raymond was going at the one gentleman. But I had to finally stop myself and I said, Nate, this guy just wants to argue for the sake of arguing. Okay, he just wants to be right no matter how wrong he may be. And he may know he's wrong because I, not only was I explaining it, you know, as best as I possibly could, but there were other people that were supporting what I was saying. But this gentleman, even in the face of looking like a fool, still wanted to carry on. So I had to, mm-hmm. you know, brush my hands of it and say, okay, whatever. You know, I had to move on. But, yeah, you um, have to know when to walk away. You have to know when yeah. to walk away. That's why I was talking about the end box mm-hmm. just went on for way too long. But, you know, again, going back and forth with some people, you know, you present the facts, and you have to allow them to take it or leave it. And yeah. some of them will go and research it because, again, if it's someone that just wants to argue for the sake of arguing and trying to prove you wrong, with some people like that, I don't mind going back and forth because they're actually reading the material that I'm sending. And I can only hope that one day it'll click and they'll have their aha moment. Other right. people... It's an exercise in futility, and you have to learn how to discern between the two. But it all boils down to, again, it's okay to not believe. We put the information out there. You can find it on our pages. You can find it on the RSS feed. You can find it on Father Teresa's page. You can find it all over the place, you know, with Drag Notch videos, um, Mario with his writings and all of that, you know, all of this. You know, you can... Ask any of us, and not just, you know, the people that, you know, are part of the Black Free Thinkers family here, but any of the non-believers out here, especially those of us that have been studying, and we learn from each other. I'm learning something new every day, every yep. day, and I'm happy about that. Yep. It's a joy. I mean, I, I think it's one of the great gifts of life when we learn, because I know when I started learning about quantum physics, Oh, baby, I looked at life so, so differently. Mm-hmm. There was a book I, was gonna, I read. Oh, go ahead, please. I was going to say the, um, you know, um, actually studies on, on neuroscience and sort of 
the perception of time, they all kind of show that the easiest way to make time pass more slowly is to learn something new. Oh, absolutely. Or to do something new every day. Because it's actually, it's repetition and, and repetitive behaviors, the more that we do them, the the less engaged we have to be. That's right. And the less engaged we have to be, the faster we perceive time is passing. Yep, that's right. right. A matter go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, babe. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say, there was a book that I read. There was a British physicist by the name of Dr. Julian Barber. He, his first career was a uh, was a uh, Russian uh, Russian translator for the British government, and he delved into physics on the side. But after he retired, he wrote a book. Now he he didn't admit, he didn't say, well, this is what it is, but he just posed the question, what if time didn't exist? And the book went deep. You know, if time doesn't exist. What is motion? Because motion is time, time's distance, and we have motion. Uh, mm-hmm. But the way I wrap my head around, well, one, the book got so deep, so far out there for me, that there were quite a few times I had to check the book and just kind of pull myself back into reality. Yeah. It was that <laughs> deep. And, and, and I started to get, you know, I, I knew about it, but I got a great understanding of why some of our most brilliant minds have gone mad because they're dealing with things at the very edge of human comprehension. And and I really got a great lesson into how profound that is. And to have those type of people around us, especially in this time, is, is a very special thing. It's a great thing. And so can you repeat the name of the book for some people who are asking in the chat room? Sure, sure. The name of the book is called the End of Time, The New Revolution in Physics. That's The End of Time, The New Revolution of Physics. There you go, guys. So, yeah, I'm going to post the link on my wall um, so people can see that. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. But uh, that book, oh, my goodness. And that was another book where it made me look at how we perceive things from a far different perspective. Another great book that I read was by Stephen Hawking. It's called A Brief History of Time. That's another book. It's one of the more popular books out there, but that was another Mm -hmm. book where I got a really special appreciation for the the different discoveries that we're making. And I definitely got a a more than special appreciation for Stephen Hawking. Here's a guy that physically he's just not there anymore but it shows us how mentally alive and vibrant this man is. Of course, to look at him like he's a vegetable, but his mind is so active. I mean, my hat goes off to the man. I mean, granted, you know, of course, there are other people, other scientists that debate him, and some will even say, well, he hasn't given us much, you know, to to the body of science, but in my opinion, I think he has and especially with the limitations that he's had in his life. There's another book, I forget the title of it, that I want to read of his. There's one or two more of his that are out there. Um, But uh, it's it's incredibly profound. It's incredibly interesting to me. And I also find when I study these things, people love talking to me. They're just like they interact with me more. 
Uh, there are certain metaphors that I'll use with people trying to explain things, you know, be it at work or whatever else, and they're just like, oh, man, you know, that's just like that, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times they tell me right out, and, and I may not be as aware of it. That is, Nate, you think different. I'm like, huh? How so? No, Nate, you think, you think incredibly different. You're, you're out there someplace else. So, and, and I think that even though sometimes I may not realize it, uh, I think that's a, a very special thing. Oh, yeah, for those of you out there that you've been told that you think differently, depending on who tells that to you, that's actually a good thing. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great compliment. That's a great, great compliment. <laughs> I mean, and especially especially my, my definition of genius. You know, so many people have these very complicated definitions of genius. When genius, and I learned this from Albert Einstein, all a genius is is to be able to take something incredibly complicated and break it down to its most simplest form where everybody gets it. And I think that's awesome. That's great. I would love to be on the, I would love to be on the spaceship that's going to get us to Mars. Well, uh, yeah, I would love to do that. I don't, obviously, I don't think I'll be able to, but one thing I taught my son when he was growing up, well, he's 19 now. But one thing I showed him, I said, look, boy, in your lifetime, the first person is going to land on Mars. You're going to be either the person that's going to land on Mars, the person that's flying the spaceship, the engineer who developed the engine to get us there, or you're going to be sitting at home watching it on TV. What do you want to be? Now, of course, at the time he was seven when I told him this, he just looked up, up at me and said, Dad, I want to watch it on TV. <laughs> But, of course, I was planting that seed. It's like, like, you can do something profound. You can do something outrageous. I mean, he plays guitar and all that stuff now, but maybe his guitar riff will be the first one heard on Mars. I I don't know. Right. But I know that. That goes back into something that we've said before, that everybody plays a part, whether you're one of the engineers, whether you're one of the architects, whether you're, you know, one of the astronauts or, you know, what have you. You know, everybody can play a part, and, you know, if you're part of whatever crew, you know, everybody is important in some kind of way. And, you know, it's wonderful, you know, because with space exploration as well as other things in life, you know, because there's some people that may not have an interest in the, you know, more technical uh, aspects of it. You know, there are other things. You're going to need people to do videos and, you know, just just a bunch of different roles. But, again, you know, we're just, you know, imploring people to go and be the best they can be, do what they can, you know. But, again, it's okay to not believe. You know, you have a lot of people out here. I'm getting ready to bring it back to center. Um a lot of people out here who basically feel as though, you know, that they're not believing is going to cause some type of catastrophic, you know, event. Um, yeah. Like you have some of these preachers out here that are saying that hurricanes and all of these other things are because we're embracing uh, yeah. different lifestyles. People are walking away from the church and that has absolutely nothing to do with anything, you know, just like they were just talking about, you know, the solar system and all of this. You know, what happened in Russia when that meteor hit, you know, that didn't have anything to do with the fact that, you know, one out of five are non-religious now. One out of five, everybody. Right. That's right. That's that's incredible. 
And when I hear what you're talking about, Kim, you know, sometimes I feel like taking a bat up somebody's head. But of course, <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. But that would keep them going. See, as long as they keep scaring people, that would keep them in business. You you're right, you are so right about that. That is. That they they, they target. They, if you li- ever listen to them, they be targeting people who don't went through hell. You know, and I try to tell them. I said, but you went through it. You got through it yourself. You know that. That's what they don't understand. They think that God helped them through. You. Right. Came right. through. That's right. You know what? I wish I could put you on a loudspeaker right now because I hear that so often via Facebook out here in my personal life, wherever else. Yeah. So many people don't understand. Like you just, I think that's a beautiful point you made. It's you. You already have the gifts. Yeah. Right? You have, they're just there waiting for you to discover your them. Strength, your strength, your strength, your yeah. strength. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, what do y'all think? You think the God thing is such, is such an addicting force that, you know, it, it retards humanity growth or what's y'all thought on I that? I think that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. Not, uh, um, I think it's one of those things in which man kind of has such a need to explain the unexplainable that it created beings that were based on the, well, that were based on himself to explain the things that he couldn't explain. And then you get people to believe that there is this all-powerful being personally taking time out of his day to pay direct attention to you and your troubles and help you get through even the most minute, mundane issues, I think it's a, it's a sign of, one, you know, no, we're not, we haven't grown out of this whole need to have a parent take care of us. No matter how adult we are, we we have this need to believe that there's something out there personally paying attention to us and helping us through all these issues and troubles and whatnot. And I think it's a ludicrous idea because you hear people telling, telling their kids, you got to learn to stand up for yourself and do it for yourself. I can't always be there to take care of you. Yet you'll see people on Facebook saying, I have a headache, headache today. Please pray for me. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I learned a meditation technique. Well, I can get rid of the headache. I do want to pay attention to whether or not it's frequent or not. I know our, our, our esteemed neuroscientist will tell us me that, but um, I, I don't get that. But the littlest things, too, please pray for me. I got a corn on my toe and it hurts. Yeah, you know, it really compounds when I see people saying, such and such is in the hospital. We need y'all to send the prayers. And so you'll have like 50 people saying, praying, praying, sending their prayers, stuff like that. I'm like, does the prayer only work if you get enough people to pray for this one person? Is that yeah. is that what we're saying here? I mean, because if you need a hundred people to pray for this one person, that means that your prayer works shit. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. You know, for me the question, me the question is: all these years and all these generations that have been praying about these different things, you know, is there any credit anywhere? You know, those old prayers that weren't answered. You know, is that like put in a savings so that when you know something new happens, you can borrow from that? And you, and apply it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Let, let, let me take that bank account out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, 
<laughs> so, I mean, you know that's just too funny. But, you know, again, guys, you know, got to have a little fun with it. And, you know, like I said, you know, with the note that I wrote or that I read earlier about the young person that, um, you know, that was feeling kind of bad out there, you know, again, you know, rest assured, you know, many of us kind of went through the same thing. You know, we were transitioning out. Some of us may have had people turn away, talk about us, walk away from friendships or relationships or what have you. Yeah. But it, it, it's going to be all right, darling. It really will be. Yeah. That's right. Believe in yourself. That's right. All will come all right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Because it, it, I wouldn't it want so to be infuriating. Yeah. It is so infuriating. When I see somebody, like, I'm seeing people who have accomplished great things. They they are... Um, Whatever they went through, they succeeded in beating, beating the odds of it, or they've made a, a great accomplishment, and they're saying, I wouldn't have did it without God. I'm like, no, you wouldn't have did it without the dedication, the training, and the effort that you put into it. If That's it right. took God to give you all this, then you didn't need in that. That's right. You know? That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a matter of fact, it was about a month ago, I think this happened, another bus in Cleveland, where... <laughs> This bus driver had a heart attack at the wheel, and the lady just happened to be standing by him, was able to maneuver the bus to safety. She did a great thing, but you know what she said? I attribute it to God. That was God. God was there. He helped me. God, God, God. And it's like, man, this lady needs to talk to Raymond because she, Raymond could tell her from a neurological standpoint what you actually did. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, great. You, you want to say something about your God. Give God, if you must believe in God, give God the thanks that you already had those abilities within you. Right. It's right. Exactly. You. Whatever, whatever it is, it's inside of you. Exactly. Right. I mean, you know, if you're looking in this, you know, just looking at some of the example at some of these churches, and again, you know, maybe we need to do another show on Jedi mind tricks, you know, part three and part four. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, you get in line and they're selling indulgences. You know, we talked about this a little bit on our Bible study this past Friday. For those of you getting a chance, um, those who get a chance, listen to last Friday's show. We talked about ignoring scriptures and, um, you know, but anyway, they're selling indulgences. So, you know, you get in a prayer line. You get in a $100 prayer line or a $50, $20, or all you have is $1, which is fine, too. But you get in these prayer lines, and you're paying for a prayer. You're yeah. paying for, you know, when you give your tithes and offerings. Some people believe that they're paying for their place in heaven when that's not necessarily the truth. You know, um, those of us that are non-believers, many of us do not believe in a heaven or a hell. But, you know, the way that I see it is, you know, instead of, Paying that money for all of that, why don't you take that money and reinvest it in yourself, in your children, you know, right. and not the pastor and the pastor's children. But what they do is they'll take generalities and, and, and they'll place it in front of you and have you believe in these things. Because, I mean, if you have, you know, 100 people at a service and out of the 100 people, you know, half female, half male, you know, usually it's like 70% female, 30% male, but I'll be nice today. And out of that, you know, 
you're going to, and especially if some of them are blue-collar workers, because see, this is what people aren't taking into account, that a lot of these so-called prophets and pastors, they read the newspapers like us. They understand, you know, the statistics just like us. Some of them do. And basically, out of that 100 people, you're going to have, especially if it's a minority congregation, you're going to have a decent percentage of them that, are dealing with issues, whether it's high blood pressure or diabetes or some type of autoimmune disorder or disease or what have you, they know they're playing the numbers. And it's a numbers game. And what they do is they play on that and they'll open up a line, a prayer line, and, you know, have people come in and basically, um, you know, get in line and you pay your money. But if you're in a $100 line, you're in a pastor's good graces. And a lot of people, they're just seeking validation. You know, that's not how you go about getting that. You know, and yeah. what they're doing is they're taking your money and they're manipulating you and guilting you into giving them. Don't do that. You know, we need to, you know, we need to get beyond that. We really do. Did anyone in Timmy, here Timmy like have someone die? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. You know, I look at those things, and, you know, like um, I can't say that sometimes when I get up for work, that Peter Popoff mess is on, and yeah. apparently you can buy, you know, I mean, first of all, it's, it's not lost upon me that most of the people coming up to Peter Popoff and they're interviewing saying how much God is there for them. Uh, are black, and I'm not lost on that. I'm, it's not lost on me that most of them I see are black women. And it's also not lost on me that apparently Jesus bled enough and enough of that blood divides that you can make an oil on it and mass produce it and sell it, and people buy it. If you don't buy the oil, you can buy the prayer cloth because, you know, yeah. you, know you, you need that kind of stuff to pray for some reason. You know, and I mean, if you get enough people to believe that this person had um, a fifteen thousand dollars tax debt, and somehow out of nowhere they ended up with seventeen thousand dollars, and were able to pay for it and then some, you know, somebody's going to believe that, and somebody's going to say, "Well, yo, that that can happen for me. Let me give this guy some money so he'll pay pray for me too." You know, exactly, exactly. And I would implore you guys to go out there and watch this documentary named Marjo, M-A-R-J-O-E, Marjo, M-A-R-J-O-E. And he was a child evangelist, and his mom mm-hmm. talked about hand signals and what to yeah. do with different stances. And he did a documentary showing how he was scamming people. And this has been going on for a while, you know, and they teach each other. They call each other, you know, covering, C-O-V-E-R-I-N-G. They cover each other. And they teach each other these things. They circulate a lot of their money. And if, you know, you're in the good graces or someone that's going, that the pastor knows is going to pay money to him, it's like a pyramid scheme. And that's why they help each other open these different churches. They teach each other techniques on how to deal with you. If you notice, look at some of these pastors. I'll give you one pastor in particular, um, Paula White. When she left her first church when her and her husband split and she gave him the church, and the first thing she said she was going to do was study psychology. 
And many of them read a lot of psychology books. They study psychology. Why? Because they need to know how the human brain works so that they can know how to manipulate you. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and I was going to say, um, I was going to say, um, with the um, Marjo Gortner uh, saying, you know, there's um, to go along with that because um, he brought up Peter Popoff. James Randi actually had exposed Peter Popoff on um, yeah. What was yeah. it? The it was was it the Tonight Show? Or, yeah, I think it was the Tonight Show um, back in the day. And he basically showed how, you know, they were getting information from the prayer cards that people were filling out. Right. And so exactly. they'd hear their and, – and he was he had a earpiece, and his wife was uh-huh. back basically telling him, you know, who to call on, you know, right. through his earpiece. And they caught him, you know, red-handed. And this, this is how he was brought down. And people are still using these same – Hired techniques, and they're still bringing in people in the wheelchair who can walk. You know what I mean? And even when the people and, and and here's the other thing about the the people the showing how people can walk thing that that um that doesn't necessarily have to be a person who you know can walk. You know, and sometimes they're not even in on the scam. But what happens is yeah. they get you feeling so good, and they get you worked up into such a fervor. You've got so much, in, you know, the endorphins are going, and so, like, your mm-hmm. pain, you know, yeah. your your perception of pain is diminished and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you will actually get up out of that chair and walk around for right. a little while. Now, now, right. but if we check in on you an hour later, though, you're going right. to be back in that chair. There was a video I saw along those lines in which they bargained this guy who was, he was, he was he's either deformed or mentally challenged or something like that to the point where he was, you know, kind of underdeveloped and was in a wheelchair, and they brought him up on the stage, and they did the same thing. They said all this, this, all this mumble jumbo, and sure enough, he got up, and he couldn't walk, walk worth a darn. I mean, he walked enough mm-hmm. to make it look. Everybody started crap, clapping and everything, but you could see it. He, you know, he was stumbling. He could, you know, he couldn't place his legs and feet right and everything. But his blood right. was rush, rushing, and he believed, yeah, I'm being healed. Yeah. And so he made it across the stage before he had to be put back into the wheelchair. And, right. you know, I, and that's I think all, it's And really that's all sad. the audience needs to see. That's yeah. all right. the audience needs to see. And there was another video I saw. There was a young lady. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what her problem was. She could walk a little bit, but she needed assistance, you know. Right. And so they had they touched her, and they got her to walk in a little bit. And she was okay, I think, for the first couple of steps. And then she was in searing pain. The poor thing was crying. But right. what they made it seem like is that she was overcome with the uh-huh. Holy Spirit. And so all of this was just a form of worship. But that woman was in pain. You could read it on her face. Right. You know what I mean? And I, they, they had a guy so on, um, oh, go ahead. No, you, I was done. I was just saying they had a, a documentary on Current TV. Well, this guy was in a wheelchair and they did everything. I mean, it went on for like two or three days, praying all over him, and he never, he could never, he could never get out the chair. So he just said that, oh, I guess God don't want me to walk now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, yeah. They reason it. If you, if it doesn't last long, they'll tell uh-huh. you, oh, um, well, it's just because you didn't believe in your miracle enough. Right. You know what I mean? You did, your faith wasn't strong enough. Yeah, that's you know, right. And 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 it's it's just it's really it's really sad um, because no matter what it is, they can always flip it 
on yeah. on the person on the person in the pew mm-hmm. rather than on the con artist in the pulpit, you know. Even that's so, why we call it's, them it's really Jedi sad. mind tricks. That's why uh-huh. we call them Jedi mind tricks because they're playing, you know, games. And again, like I said, you know, if you go to certain types and telling of churches, people to get rid of their pills and shit, that's exactly. scary. You know, these people are really hurt by this foolishness. Yeah. And and you know what's going to happen? That person's going to throw out their pills, and then their their condition is going to get worse. But they're yeah. just going to say, "Oh, well, then you know, the Lord is calling me home." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. no, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. I had that exact experience. Um, someone in my family who shall remain nameless. But they stopped taking their blood pressure pills and their cholesterol pills, claiming Mm -hmm. that they were healed, that God had healed them. And this is someone that was relatively older. You know, they were past retirement age, I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. And basically, after a certain amount of time, I think it was like, you know, three, six months, all of a sudden, they're in a hospital, and the hospital is threatening to put a pacemaker on, you know, in them. And we had to gather the money to fly this person from one state to another state to get them to their doctor. And the doctor basically said this was brought on because they stopped taking their blood pressure and their cholesterol pills put them back on a medication, and they were fine, and they didn't have to have the pacemaker put in. But, again... It was all built on a premise that God had healed them, yeah. but yet you yeah. have people now out of, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars getting you from point A to point B, you know, and paying for all of this because, you know, you're playing these church games. And, you know, again, these are Jedi mind trees. Look, go see your doctor. Take your medicine. You know, if, if you're having a hard time paying for your medicine, let us know. We can redirect you to APA and a bunch of other places that can help you pay for those medications, you know, whatever you need, you know, if it is about money. You know, there are different resources out here. So, I mean, even if it is a financial issue, you know, don't play the game that God told you, A, B, C, B, and E. Just be honest and say, look, you know, my finances are stretched. I'm only taking half my medicine. You know, we'll give you the resources to call and get you set up. I mean, you know, it's, it's come on, no, 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 no. But, again, it's okay to not believe everybody, you know, because, um, you know, there are many of us, and there are those of us that have been out here for a while. And, you know, we have not spontaneously combusted yet, so, you know, it's okay. <laughs> we actually have a call from 714. Nicole is on the line, but 714? Like what? Did we have a call? Like, honestly, you would have not met him here. You know what I mean? Like, 714, are you there? I don't know, bro. Did we ask the call? It was just same time, you know? Like, honestly, and he was like, well, if you know yeah. him, you know him. That was crazy. That's okay. But, uh, yeah, guys, you know, it's it's interesting. But, hey, you know, I guess my question to, you know, my panel here is, you know, have you all ever had to kind of counsel, counsel somebody through their transition 
from belief to non-belief? Not on a regular basis. I sometimes get people, you know, sending me like little little notes or whatever, asking me something here or there. That's about but it. But I haven't, I, not on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. I basically, hey, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Um, I basically had to just, you know, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a counseling like through through time, but I just pretty much. If they hit me up and they ask me why is this or why is that, I give them. If I have the answer, I give it to them, or I can direct them to a resource to get the answer. I didn't want them to believe, to get the idea that I'm trying to convert them. It's up to them what they believe and whatnot. So I try not to get as involved with the process. It's like if it, the, the, if I can keep as out of the process as possible, I feel like they're running on their own. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I know I have the the experience that I've had is uh, people getting, they, they realize how they've been fooled and bamboozled, and they're angry. Because I know I went through an anger stage. I was pissed. I was not happy. I was, but it's a phase you got to get to. Some people, they tend to want to stay there in their anger, and I don't think that's mm-hmm. the greatest place to live. Right. But um, I, I, I let them know, hey, yeah, you're going to be angry. I was angry. Uh, but I had to get through it. One of the ways I got through it is to continue to learn. Uh, right. You have to understand, as was pointed out uh, just a moment ago, that you have some very unscrupulous people out there that are learning the same, same things that they we're learning. And they use their Jedi mind tricks to fool you. All right? There are right. some very nefarious people out there, and it's going to happen. It's a part of life right now. We've got to live with it and roll with it. What so, are you angry about? I'm sorry, dear? I just want to know, what were you angry about? What I personally was angry about was I felt that my personal growth was stunted with a bunch of bullshit. There you go. Yeah, okay, I see that. Yeah, okay, Uh uh-huh. I was was not happy about it. Uh, I I was brought up in the Jehovah's Witness faith, and I thought, after me too. Yeah, after I grew up and I learned some things and I'm like, This is some bullshit. I've been taught some shit all my life to say that life works this way, life is that way, everything will be just fine, blah 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 blah. But then when I grew up and I started to experience things for myself, it wasn't nothing what they said and they said, Well do this, this'll work and it didn't right. work. I mean, I, I was I was highly upset about that. And Can then, you imagine how how some children might feel when they first find out about uh, Santa Claus? Santa Claus, oh, absolutely. Can you imagine? <laughs> exactly. Oh, and you know, all these um, damn cookies. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I'm right there with you, Coleman. You're on the line, but um, I was right there. I was angry as well, you know, because I felt that my growth was stunted. That my mom. Um, threw away some opportunities for me. There were some things that I felt as though she deliberately, you know, sabotaged because, you know, it's it's just, it was interesting, you know. I could, I would never be able to get her to admit that, you know. But, no, I was angry for a while. And, you know, a few years ago, you know, uh, I was dealing with some issues or what have you, but... You know, let's just say some of the Christian blogs will not forget me 
And, you know, <laughs> I think I went down in the Hall of Fame of trolls. So, you know. <laughs>
Because I think I think it is, I, I think eventually they'll just have to shed the entire thing. You know? Right. Yeah, they're gonna have to. If they want to continue yeah. to grow, part of yeah. that process is to admit, hey, this whole thing is some phony baloney. We need yeah. something else. Right. Exactly. I, mean, I have a question for everybody and time permits. Mm-hmm. What do you all think is the problem with believing? For, for example, like people that feel like, what can it hurt if I believe in this particular religion? Why why do you all think that it it, it matters or it doesn't matter what you believe? If, if I may. Well, for one, it's not truth. I mean, I, like, well, uh, it doesn't have uh, belief is, is, is like uh, those fairy tales they told kids. I mean, like, it, it's it's. It's just not. It's no truth in it. That's all. Right. All. I mean, what's wrong with truth? Well, and not just that, but not just not just the truth factor. The truth factor itself is important. You know, if you if you care about being authentic and living an authentic life and and sort of um, knowing what's going on around you in the world, but there, you know, beliefs determine behavior. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you're if, if you're in a state. If you're in a, particularly if you're in a state where, where some people are with religion, where you know there's so much fear attached, you know, fear yeah. attached to, you know, can I question this? You know, this does not seem like it's relevant to me. Can I do something different? You know what I mean? Um, you know, the, the 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 various types of fear that that keep people paralyzed in their lives, you know, by itself is is reason enough. You know to say that belief is problematic, you know, and or can be problematic, you know. What? What? Uh, um, my th- my thing is, you know, beforehand I I used to have like a really kind of, I guess I was more militant about it, but you know now you know, generally as long as you're not homophobic, you're not using the Bible to cure whatever element you got going on. You're not doing this health praying shit and stuff like that. And you're not trying to indoctrinate me, I'm not really bothered by it. But as long as you're a good person, I'm cool with it. But if you're yeah. falling to this this Republican Tea Party Christian right shit that says you have to restrict women's rights and all this other stuff, yeah, then we're gonna clash because I'm gonna say something. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I, right. I will I will say something that I've I've seen signs of when it comes to the, the right, and that is. There's some folks out there that are, to a small degree, admitting that it's some bullshit. So how mm-hmm. far are they going to go with that? I don't know. But right. there's, there's there's starting, many of them are starting to acknowledge that. As a matter of fact, there was a, a, a politician from here in Ohio that just came forward. He was very conservative, but he came forward and said, hey, look. I support gay marriage now. I've had a change of heart. I support it, which was incredibly profound because all of his political career, he's been very against it. But yeah, one I of the reasons... Portman, I think that was Portman. 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 
because his son came out as gay. And this is what I'm telling people, that, you know, we have to give it time. And even when we see a little pushback, and when I say we see a little pushback, when I see you with, um, you know, again, Raina and I, we were talking about that particular show that she brought up, Single, Faith, and Sexing. Um, Again, you know, that's some pushback to the traditional church. And when we start seeing these little pushbacks, you know, to me that's progress because people, their thinking is changing. And, you know, even in the non-believing, the free thought community, you know, there are some things that, you know, we have to work on as far as changing the way that we think about certain things. So when I see that in the church and when I see that in the free thought community, it makes me really happy because it shows growth. It shows that people are opening their eyes, they're utilizing their critical thinking skills, and while it may not be as fast as some of us want it, I mean, showing any type of progress. That's why I love the Internet and the advent of the technology, because now we can talk to one another, because one of the things that believers are told is to not talk to non-believers. And it's so deep in some churches that they only wanted you to talk to people in your church you weren't supposed to associate or affiliate with anybody outside of that church or denomination. Now, it wasn't the same across the board, but in some churches. So, again, seeing any pushback is progress. And we have a caller on the line from 714. May we ask who's calling? Hi, uh, this is Joey. Hi, Joey. Hi, yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm a believer, and um, I've listened to... Uh, uh, a bit of your show, and there's uh, surprisingly some things that I do agree with and, you know, obviously some things I don't. I, I just want to start off by saying that I think that there's a lot of insinuation and humanism when it comes to the word believe. For me, and and I, I heard the, I don't know his name, I'm sorry, but the guy who was talking, and he said he doesn't have a problem with a good person and he's not trying to implant, you know, pretty much implant your views and change people and and I, I feel like that kind of is where I am with it is that a belief is personal but on top of that I'm when I use the word belief I'm not insinuating that I want power from it I'm not insinuating that I want change from it I'm not insinuating that anyone else should necessarily have it as soon as I tell them what my belief is, because it's my belief, and it and it comes from obviously a collection of experiences and views, but ultimately it comes from what I identify as ex- as truth from experience, and I I feel like oh there are humans who will take things and use them for gather power from it and use it from wrong. And I feel like that comes from every aspect of everything we could name. We could use that for anything. I feel like when he was talking about, you know, the the right wing and, and all that, I, I mean, there's so many things that they use to get self-power and use it against people to, to, um, to collect, at the end of the day, to collect. And I feel like there's churches who use that to gather power and then collect. And I think that that's a very human and, and, and to me, detestable and horrible, but it's human, and people will do that. There are 
pastors who do not believe what they're preaching. They know, they they know that they're selling a good game and they get it and they collect. And then there are people who will use their belief to go out and try to change people and and cut their family off and be horrible. But then there are people who have this belief who sell everything they own to go out and feed people. So when we use analogies and things to describe believers as people who use all their resources for bad, I think we also have to acknowledge the people who are good people. And he said that, you know, there's good people. But I don't think that then if we compare the two that we can blame the resource for how the bad people act. So I guess my question to you is, and, and I agree with you, there are good, there are people that in the church that are in the church specifically to hurt other people, whether to take their money or to abuse other people. And there are some people in some churches that are doing good things, you know, so I want to make sure that, you know, we do acknowledge the ones that are really out here helping other people and, and some of these preachers do believe what they're talking about, but quite a few of them don't. But, you know, putting all of that aside, you just stated that you know that there are some out here that are, you know, rather nefarious in, you know, their actions and their beliefs or what have you. Does it make it okay because it's a human thing? I I will say, it. well, the answer to that is no, it does not make it okay that it's a human thing, but ultimately, topically, it doesn't mean that that resource is fallible and wrong because these people are doing that. Okay, but... You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, if that person, if you have a pastor that's, you know, only in it for the money, only in it for the women and, you know, the perks, if you will, that he receives from being a pastor, you know, it is, I feel that it is our duty and our responsibility to point that out and to call him out on that. Absolutely, and I feel like it's the same thing a lot of Christians are doing. I I will give a little shout-out to a church called Living by the Word. Um, They, I've been to many churches. I've witnessed firsthand. I've been in a men's group full of men in tears because we visited Creflo Dollar Dollar's church, and it was a circus, and it was just amazing. It was amazing. I will say that word, and it, it usually is like a compliment, but I don't mean this as a compliment. It was amazing <laughs> <laughs> how he used things to invoke right. emotion and pull money out of little old ladies yeah. who were taking the bus to his stadium as he pulled off in the helicopter. Like, so don't, like, not for a minute do I not believe that there's wrong. Right. But oh, I'm yeah. going to call you know, those people wrong. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me just call those people wrong and not the resource. I feel like a lot of the um, back and forth ultimately it results in somebody bringing up bad people. And it's like, let's just, can we just chalk them up all as bad and leave them out? Because they're just, they are no, the problem. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, I'm clear. Uh, leave them out. Go ahead, Raina. No, no, I was it's talking. Me. Um, it's, it's me. <laughs> I, when you, when you talk about the resource, uh, Joey, are you speaking about the actual belief in itself? You talking about the I'm, I'm talking about the, the I'm talking about 
the book and the and the God and you know and the and the thing that they go in and take a couple lines from and then um, use that but to could, evoke emotion. But right, can but it see, can it be so, argued? Well, go ahead, um, Kim. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, and see, this is where the conflict comes in. We can't necessarily leave out the bad and only focus on the good because if I'm going to use your resource as you know, a point of reference. In Isaiah 45, 7, it says specifically, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So if we're going to take it back to the resource, he created all of these problems and he created his headache. So right. In other words, your resource is problematic. Exactly. That's okay. what I was getting to. And the, uh, Yeah, cause, because he said... That he creates peace and he creates evil. And if I were Kanye West, I would stand up and I would give my full biography. All of my accolades would point to the fact that I'm successful, I'm talented, I am doing everything in the right manner to produce what I said I would produce. There are people but who will again, listen to my there are people who will listen to my click mm-hmm. and hear Kanye's thing as a very profound and personal testament to his experience in saying he almost wanted to kill himself. His mom died. He's in this business. She got too fat for herself. You know, I mean, all of that is implied. And then there are people who will listen to him saying, "You ain't." I guess but, God's talking back. You, know, you ain't fucking but, with my clique. And see him as, okay, you know, he's preaching Jesus' law. He's wearing the cross. But he, he he went ahead and said, I guess God's talking back. You ain't fucking with my clique. And that's directly um, kind of like, wow, you use that in the same sentence as God. And so you would, you would begin on either side to judge him because what he said can create peace. What he said can create division. It's what did he intend on the creation based on what he did. And when you give people free will and that's that's before any that's before any line that we can quote from the from the Bible is that people so, have free will. So I guess my question to you is, do you believe that God knew you? and do everything that you would do before you were formed in the womb. Uh, yes. So you believe in predestination? I believe that, I, and I'll answer that, and I don't want to answer that facetiously. I'm going to answer you like how I feel, is that because God knows does not mean that he did not give me the choice. Because I know my child, I'm going to leave some candy on the floor. And I, and I tell them don't touch it because I know they're going to touch it does not mean that I didn't give them the natural option. They could have listened to me. And you'll be surprised when they do. And when they do, you're full of joy and you're full of gifts. You give them the candy. after. And, and, and I hope there's some parents listening because you know that that does happen. That's not. That's but that, not that's like different, the, though. That's different, though, because. If I if I'm God and I'm a, and and I have the ability to know what my creations are going to do, it's factual to me. There's no way in 
they're going to deviate from this path that I have in my mind. So I already know they're going no, to. No, you're right. You're right. You, with, you know with, because with you, you know. Okay, I'll give you that. Right. God ultimately knows. What I'm saying in my analogy is that I might not know. They might choose and I'll be happy. So you're right. Right. I will give you that. God does know. But it would make him contradictive to stop you once he gives you that option. Not only that, but this is temporary. This is a waiting room. And we know that. Uh, anybody well, can I ask you that. something? Can I ask you something? Are you um are you are you um um what is your sexuality if I may ask? Yeah, you can ask it. You can ask it. Yeah, I I do I do identify as someone who is attracted to LGBT. males. LGBT. Right. So how do you rationalize that your God in the book that you read specifically says that you are an abomination? Now, as an atheist, I don't believe that. that I am. He doesn't say that I am. He doesn't say that I am. He doesn't say that as a oh, person. Uh, and as okay. I, I, uh-huh. Here's the thing about identifying as it. I think maybe I shouldn't say identify because that might imply something. But I'll say that I am a person. I'm a human. And I went through things that, you know, I don't really want to get on. Here it's really personal. But I did go through things that I feel like did persuade me in a certain way. I will yeah, say but I don't see, believe. what you did was. What you did was you you took what you read and fit it to your to your yourself so that you can still believe it without actually contradicting it. You know what I'm saying? Even though you are. No, no, no. It's, a, it's, 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 it's not. It's, what's not? What the part of it is that what's what's not the contradiction is when they said we're all sinners and we're all imperfect, and that there's one perfect God. And I don't think it's a contradiction that I'm imperfect. If and a lot of uh, a lot of my gay brothers and sisters would not. Enjoy the fact that I'm calling the homosexual tendency an imperfection. But because, mm-hmm. and I half agree with that because who's perfect? What's perfect? You know what I mean? That he gave us a guideline as advice and then at the same time told us, you're not going to be able to uphold this and this is why you need salvation. So that okay, is why okay, I don't consider a, a contradiction because I will be these things. I cannot pull back from them, and those are why I need salvation. So it's All right, to me we're down to the last three minutes of the show, but, you know, again, you know, this was a very fruitful conversation, and we look forward to speaking with you again in the future, Julie, you know. Um, definitely, definitely. Open, you know, you can definitely call back in. And, you know, again, I posted an article earlier this week about um, a gay couple, gay male couple in Ohio, um, there's another gay male couple in Atlanta. There's a female um, lesbian couple on the East Coast. I forget exactly where they're located, but they've opened up their own churches. And, again, we've had this argument about, you know, what the scripture says. But, you know, the way that I see it is that I'm seeing more people getting... I just want to say, I, for, my, for my last thing about the abomination, is that lying is an abomination. So I'd like everyone in listening to raise their hand if they've never lied because that's an abomination of the tongue. And right. I want but, people to... But again, yeah, well, I, I don't believe in God, so I don't really care. No, right. but you're using abomination. I'm not saying because you care. I'm just saying because you're bringing up the um, severity of abomination but and again, a characteristic. Again, we're, we're and a characteristic, that, though. And a characteristic of humans is that we lie. You're going to make me put you on mute, dude. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're gonna have another show, and you know, we can okay. talk about that. 
that's not an issue. We'll, we'll have a show. We'll talk about, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, maybe we'll do another Bible study and talk about, you know, Leviticus. And, oh, that'd be know, great. I'd love to do that. That'd be great. Yes, yes. You know, we'll invite you back. But, um, again, like I was talking about those three couples, and there are more all over the country. Again, these people are finding some type of comfortability with their sexuality enough that they can bust the system and open their own churches in spite of these scriptures. So, again, you know, they're using rational thought to a certain degree. But, like I said, anytime I see them bucking the system and making changes within that particular system, I see that as progress. And, you know, we've all had progress and we've made progress over the years, Um to get to where we are now But on that note It was a great show I definitely want to tell That young person That wrote that letter um, You're not alone honey You're definitely not alone There's plenty of us out here And here's a big hug for you And we're wishing you the best And we're out Where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night. Free thought, we don't walk by faith in the lost mind state, cause it's not quite safe. We don't recruit, we're not peers from a church. So don't be spooked, we're not here to convert. The only truth is not pulled from a text. Show me proof that's not good after death. This is the challenge to think for yourself. Break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt. 310 982 4273 to get through. A venue for